You are listening to the introverted black girl. <laughs> so before I get into the meat of this podcast, I just want to say to anyone that's listening that's going through a tough time, I just want to say that you are worth everything and more. And don't let anyone or anything make you feel like you're not. And this is something that, you know, I have to convince myself of and something that I'm trying to, you know, follow. So I just wanted to pass it along to anyone that might need it. No one can love you like you can love yourself. All right. So I've been going through a lot. And I feel like everybody is kind of going through the same thing. I'm not sure why 2020 is like being such a bitch. I don't get it. I still can't wrap my head around this pandemic. Like something like this is something I would have never ever imagined would ever happen where every country, or at least it seems that every country is at risk of being affected by the coronavirus. One virus is just like ripping the earth apart, it seems. And it's it's something I, I still, want to wrap my head around. I still want to wrap my head around that cops still think it's okay to shoot us down the street. But I just read an article, like it was released like four hours ago on TMZ, like cops are like shooting us with beanbags now. I'm, I'm not kidding, that's what it says. Beanbag rounds. A guy named Lorenzo Jones was shot with beanbag rounds by cops when he put his hands in the air and they shot him even when he fell to the ground. So now listen to what I just said. They shot him while he had his hands up in the air. So from my understanding when, and of course we know the truth, but cops are supposed to use this kind of force only when they feel that their life was in danger. The cops said that they felt that they were in danger, but the guy's hands were up. And I looked up, what beanbag rounds are. It says that it's a projectile that's supposed to be non-lethal. Therefore, since it's a non-lethal weapon, it's supposed to be a better option for cops to use in, I guess, incidents where they feel like their lives are in danger. But then there are articles that support the argument that these same non-lethal projectiles are things that can cause brain damage. So I'm trying to understand why why was he being shot? I mean, the Black Lives Matter movement are, you know, they're, you know, causing a lot of conversation and it's really encouraging people to like take things further. I see a lot of people who are actually pushing for different kinds of legislation to combat police, um, police brutality and I, you know, that's great. And I like the fact that these conversations aren't stopping at just conversation because that's something that I talked about in this podcast before. It's like we have all these conversations about what's happening within the black community, but then there's no real action after. It seems like people are actually taking action now. But I really do feel like with everything that the Black Lives Matter movement is doing and you're seeing all these positive things, it's like these police, like, they, they think it's a joke, like they really think it's a game. Like they really walking around here being so irresponsible or just being like, just I'm trying to tell my irresponsible, being so blatantly racist. 
and it's like they feel like there's no repercussions for that you know what i'm saying it's just like we're gonna have to start like having cops arrest cops in a police uniform for them to get the picture that right there on site their partner arrests them for doing stupidness like that why can't it be done when police when these cops are with their partners and they they traveling around and they police cruisers and they get out and then they do stuff like that their partner or whoever's present that's a, a law enforcer should be mandated and reprimanded if they in that moment didn't do something that involves an arrest <laughs> i want to see a police officer put another police officer in handcuffs when they see them acting out of character you know the whole distinction between civilian and police in itself lends room to police thinking that they're above the law just that in itself gives them right to believe that they are above the law they say that this distinction is because you know, it would distinguish the kind of person who has duties that involve risking their lives to protect the public. But it seems like the police, they don't care about risking their life. Their, their life is so important that even you just putting your hands up, they feel that they're they are threatened. We have a bunch of racist cowards in the police force. They shouldn't even have that distinction of civilian and police. You know, just a few thoughts I had, but you know, anyway, you know, with everything that's happening with actual important issues, you would think that people wouldn't make time to be petty. I mean, where do people find the time and the gall to do some of the things that I see them doing? To me. Like, how do you even, like, feel good about yourself? And I'm saying this because I had a situation where I had to secure masks for myself and for staff. And I was met with such a nasty attitude by this woman. And this happened like during the, the height of the pandemic. And she basically told me, I'm on lunch. And then she would, then when I came back, she'd give me a hard time. Well, you can't sign for everybody. Like, why are you giving me a hard time, miss? I told my boss about it. And she was like, you know, people around here don't see you as, you know, as somebody that's as important. And she's probably right because I always get like the standoffish, disregarding like attitude from everybody. Then when I get disrespected in front of multiple people from a coworker, which I'll get into as this podcast goes on, I'll tell, I'll kind of talk about what happened. But like one of the responses I received from my supervisor was, oh, that's that person's way of disregarding you. And it's like, I just can't, I cannot understand why, you know, people want to do petty stuff on the job. And it's like, the only thing that I can come to is that people keep making reference to my introversion and, and how they perceive me as being reserved as the reason why this is happening to me. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy that like my boss says that people don't think that I'm important. And I can't change who I am. This is who I am. Introverted or reserved or not, like I should not have been treated that way. Because it's so crazy how 
uncomfortable people are with introversion or people who are reserved or people who can't help who they are. I'm literally talking to someone, right? And mid-conversation, they're like, you're, I can tell you're reserved. And I'm like, I'm like, what? How, how? How am I reserved? I was talking to you this whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, facial expression. Yeah, you don't really smile. You don't smile. Like, but I've been smiling and giggling. Like, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, you, you, you kind of smile here and there, but like, I just met you. Like, what do you expect me to do? Like, to be like Ronald McDonald, like, while we're talking? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, what it is that people are expecting from me. Like, how should I, like, even in a, a conversation, a professional conversation about things that's happening to me on the job, where I'm being professional, I'm being told I'm being reserved. What do you want me to smile when I'm telling you that somebody was attacking me verbally in front of other people? Like, I'm trying to understand. So, like, this is conversation, like, this idea of me being reserved was a conversation I had with, like, my boss. Another conversation I had with a coworker who I had just met. Like, I'm trying to understand why this idea of me being reserved keeps being brought up. I'm reserved, so therefore it's affecting my work because I'm not hearing that. Because everything that I'm ever asked to do, I'm always doing it. I never have a problem with doing anything. And then I take up extra tasks that I know people don't want to do. You can't tell me that. Your perception of me being reserved affects my work. So why are you bringing that up? And that's just, it just speaks to what I talk about when I talk about introversion and being black and then also being a woman. That intersectionality, people don't, like, people don't understand how difficult it is to just be ourselves. And I get emails from people who tell me that they're going through the same thing. Most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you were probably drawn to this podcast because of the name, Introverted Black Girl. Because maybe you're an introverted black girl, you might be an introverted black boy, you might just be an introverted girl, I don't know. But this is something that I hear introverts talk about constantly. It's one thing to not be accepted, but then it's another thing when people go out of their way to make you feel like there's something wrong with you. The interpretation of somebody that is, you know, quiet or like they say reserved, introverted, whatever title or label you would want to put on it. For somebody like me, it gets translated into something that's very negative. And it's almost always along the lines of, oh, she's going to snap one day. She's going to come. shoot this bitch up and I'm like no I'm not but don't push me like don't push me like stop (laughs) no I mean like I'm not that that kind of person but it's like that's that's the kind of like idea that people have and it's really difficult when you know it starts to affect your livelihood one of the most annoying things that I hear in response to somebody making snap judgments about me is one 
well, the only thing that really annoys me is that they try to say that, oh, you can't be like this all the time. You must be different when you go home. Like, I know that, that you're like this because it's a defense mechanism. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Defending against what? Now, my temperament, who I am, who I believe I am regularly is all just a facade. It's a defense mechanism. I promise you, I am very, very, very calm, usually. Even, even when I'm upset, even when I'm angry, it never ever really reaches like past a certain point. Like when I'm excited, <laughs> like people would expect me to be like jumping over the roof. Oh my God, blah, 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 screaming. <sighs> like that's what people, <laughs> that's how I'd be like seeing people act when they're like really excited. But I'm somebody that's like I'll be excited and I'll be like literally like mad and like happy and like people wouldn't see it. Like be like, are you are you okay? Are you sad? Like I'm like, why would be sad? I just got <laughs> I just got a million dollars. I'm like I'm lit, right? And then they'll be looking at me like, is something wrong? Are you about to cry? Like <laughs> I mean they don't be like, Am I about to cry? But basically they'd be like, Why aren't you excited? And I'm like, I am. The thing is like I believe that the way that I react to things, the way that I behave around people, it's like it's always interpreted like in this weird like way and it's never interpreted to be positive. It's always interpreted to be very negative. So what happens when people are perceiving you like this, then they start to act a certain way. Now people are being standoffish or when people address you, they feel like they don't have to be respectful because they perceive the way you are as oh you're just you're just putting on this like defense mechanism and you just don't want to talk to nobody you you think you 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 think you're better than somebody you stuck up and blah 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 and really all all the while you're just minding your business it's not okay it's not okay especially on the job like people need to just understand that the workplace is just that. It's a place where you go to work, do the task that you are required to do, and then get paid for those tasks that you were required to do. But it's like people come to work and it's like made into something else. People use that time to plot on people they feel insecure about. Use that time to like try to get people fired, try to embarrass people, and it's really not okay. So somebody tried to do that to me. Somebody tried to embarrass me. You know, that like this is a person who's very opinionated, very loud. You know, they have a lot of <laughs> strong opinions about things, about people, about certain systems. I'm sure you know that person on the job who's very vocal about like their <laughs> dinner table conversations at work. So this person who's just a coworker, just a coworker, same title, felt that it was okay to wait till, till we all got to uh, an area where everybody that we work with was in. So it's not just me and this person. 
It's in front of other coworkers. It's in, it's in the vicinity of other departments. And they felt like it was the best time to address me about something they think or they thought I didn't do. I'm just saying, on the job, if you were me and somebody is addressing you who got the same title as you about if you did something that you were supposed to do out in the open, how would you feel? You feel like that person had good intentions? You had ample time with this person where they could have addressed you one-on-one, but no, they waited until everybody was present to do so. How would you feel? I don't think that anybody would be okay with that. So that's what she did. But the thing about it is that I answered you, right? But that wasn't enough because you needed to go on to ask, okay, you did that, but did, did, did that also have this part included and, and this part included? And I'm like, is this the conversation that you wanna have like outside of this room, not in front of everybody? I met with, why do I gotta, why, why can't I ask that? Why can't I ask that here? I'm like, but why are you asking though? You get me? Like, this is the type of back and forth I'm having in front of coworkers. And you know, that kind of disrespect I do not like. And I just can't wrap my head around why people act like that. And it's like when I'm getting told by my boss that people see me as unimportant and people making snap judgments about me saying that I'm reserved and all this stuff, it's like, like, I wanna hear you tell me, tell me that I didn't do my job. Like, tell me that I asked you to do something and you didn't do it. Tell me something that's, that's a little bit more concrete so that I can wrap my head around what's happening at this stupid place. Like, and I'm just saying, like, all of this that's happening, right? All this event that happened, like, it's just, really ridiculous. It's like the little passive aggressions and microaggressions that I was facing regularly that I let just slide off my shoulder. You know, because you know, people tell you, oh, you you can't let everything bother you. And it's like, yeah, true. You gotta make your money, you gotta make your coin. But when it's starting to be like in your face and it's done in a public demonstration, like the way that she, this person came at me, that's when it's like, I, I gotta draw the line somewhere, right? And it's like, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, you start to question whether or not, like, dang, like, are there certain people? Like, is there, like, is it just that there are certain people who deserve respect? And then you start to think, like, am I the person that would deserve respect? Is it that, like, there's nothing that I can do to get that kind of respect? It's kind of crazy, like, the things that cross your mind when stuff like that happens. It's like, die, like, why would somebody feel like they can do that? And I know that you wouldn't have done that to somebody else. But you gotta snap out of that shit. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? I deserve respect. Fuck you, me. Stupid hoe. And you know, like, anybody who don't feel like I do, then, like, you suck my dick. Because at the end of the day... Like I said in the beginning, no one is gonna love you like you love yourself. I'm talking about I face macroaggressions like people slamming doors in my face, like for no reason. Like I be, like, like I can't make this stuff up. Like I'm 
motioning my hand to say hello. Mid hello, I get the door slammed in my face. Rolling up eyes. Like, what are y'all so mad about? Like, and really, like, I'd be like, did I, like, what is the problem? Do I know you? But the girl who ended up rolling her eyes at me is like, her family's like best friends with my boss's family or something like that. And it's like, my, my, my boss is like, she's very strategic. Like she thinks that she's like, it's like those, those little things that you, you can't, you can't really, like they say, can't really complain about it. Cause then all oh, your petty blah, blah, blah. But it's like things that I noticed, but it's like, when it's done in your face now, it's like, it's, it's too much. Team too much. And it's at the, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, I'm not accepting like disrespect from nobody. I'm going to say something. And I believe that everybody else should say something too, if they're going through something with somebody. And you honestly feel like you were like, you had good intentions and you're not trying to like attack. No, like people really be like sitting there looking at you like, I'm gonna get you today. Like, walk out of here. Like. <laughs> You think you just gonna be sitting there and that's it? Like, bitch, you even ask me how I'm doing during the pandemic. Like, this is like the first time I've seen her in like months because, like, our job, they put us on like a, a, a modified schedule to like reduce the amount of people that would be in the space at one time. First time I've seen her in months, she asking everybody how they doing, how have they been during the pandemic. You didn't say nothing to me. Mind you, this person talks to everybody. Like, if you if it's your constant like attitude to just talk to people and you choose not to talk to someone you you just made that choice and it's like I just don't understand why even people that I know that she don't like <laughs> she was asking how they doing like I'm just saying like we're not living in a time for pettiness remain consistent but all of this is to say, I just wanted to let people know that even though when it seems like people aren't in your corner, you know, that, that just might be a time where you're receiving, I'm gonna sound so cliche, because everybody always say that, oh, like you're going through tough times so that you can be tested. But I really do believe that because it's through these tests that honestly really does make you a stronger person. Because if you face something like that again, you'll know how to deal with it. It helps you to build thick skin. And it's like, you know, I was listening to an interview that Amanda Seals was having and she was like going, she said she was going through like a tough time too. And she's like, she never had thick skin. But it's like, you know, I'm thinking like, she doesn't understand that the fact that she's even able to talk about it today and be like, you know, I overcame that. Like that in itself shows that she's developing the thick skin that she thinks that she doesn't have. She might have the thickest skin in the world, but I don't even know. Like I don't really know the whole situation with Amanda Seals, but you know, you can't discount how people feel. So just saying, like a lot of people are going through a lot. It's like, but you have to know that for yourself, how you feel it's important no matter what nobody says no matter what anyone says 
everything that we feel is worth something. I don't care when people be like, oh, you're being sensitive and blah, blah, blah. So what? <laughs> you can be your beautiful, sensitive self. And I'm going to continue to be my beautiful, sensitive self, too. This podcast is so corny. <laughs> but I hope that it encourages, it encourages somebody because I need the encouragement. So I'm going to give the encouragement to myself and pass it along to you. All right. Be safe, guys. And wash your hands, please. <laughs> you are listening to The Introverted Black Girl.